0: I mean, I could say some things, but I just won't because I don't want to trigger no stuff. Somebody put money on the table for you. That that that, that ain't that's, that's not necessarily honorable. That's just, you know, some basic respect for a man to at least, you know, bring some money to the table. But he hadn't given you the highest honor that you need consuming all of your life, getting all of these husband benefits. And, and, and there's been there's been no talk about commitment. You just constantly, you know, strengthening the soul tie from year to year to year. And there's no talk about, there's no talk about a a marriage or a covenant here. You've gotten a whole decade older and you still hanging on here, hoping and wishing. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on now. Come on, man. Come on now. Come on, you know better than this here. You know, I tell you all the time, sometimes you have to let your heart break so your soul can heal. There's some things you just gotta walk away from. Ain't no closure. Ain't nobody going to answer no questions for you. You just got to look up and say, "Okay, this ain't working for me. This is not good for me. I'm out of here because your self-worth is on the line. When you are being true to yourself. You are completely honest with what you feel deeply value and desire. Hmm. It means that you're communicating your feelings to yourself and those that are, you're wholeheartedly communicating your desires to those that are important to you, those that are in relationship with you, and anybody that conflicts with your truth, you understand that they don't have a place in your future. And when you realize that, you have to love yourself enough to be able to let certain people go. Stop being so much in love with the idea of a relationship when you really don't have one. You're in love with the idea of a relationship, but you ain't really got one. You just have an arrangement where somebody else is getting the best end of the deal. Because your soul is being shrunken to a life of hypocrisy. Because you are dishonoring your own integrity, you never thought you would be in this situation. This is not what you this is not what you hope for. You just got entangled. This is why y'all got to learn to stay out of you know, all of these sexual situations so early. y'all just won't jump into bed so fast, not understanding that you know demonic people will hook you. Uh, through sexual soul ties, you 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 be so locked in, you don't know how, you don't know your your left from your right, up from down, in from out, and now you're living a life where you you're doing everything you preached against. You told other people they should never do. You should you walking around the church pointing your finger at somebody. You should never you should know better than this. Now here you are in the middle of this because somebody strung you out on promises, and so now you're living a life. Well, you just giving this person, this person is consuming all of you, all of your time. And it's everything that goes against what you know is right. You are living a hypocritical life based on what you know is right. You're not walking according to your integrity. See, integrity is the integration of your principles. That's the laws you choose to live by and your values, what you consider important or valuable. It's the integration of your principles and your values manifesting in your behavior. See, your your principles and your values can't just be stuff that's, that's coming out of your mouth as words. It has to be something that shows up in a very real way in terms of how you choose to live your life. And when you start allowing people to tamper with your principles and your values, they are draining your integrity. And you cannot have an integrity drain without having a sick soul simultaneously. So sometimes you have to let your heart break so your soul can heal. You have to find yourself again. You've lost yourself. And now you have to rediscover yourself. You, you may need to do like the prodigal son in the Bible did. You have to just come to yourself, turn your back on all of that. Forget about all you've, you've wasted here and move back to where, you know, you belong. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalms, uh, 26 verses one and two. He says, judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. He says, judge me, God, check me out. For I have walked in mine integrity. Now, number five, fifth reason. You have to, you know, have a time limit on how far you're going to go with these situationships that, that are not working out. You develop the longer you stay in this, the longer you allow this to you know just protract and just stretch out and go on and on and on and on, you develop a psychological dependence there's something psychological that happens. The longer you allow a person in your life to stay in your life, rather, that does not have the intentions of honoring you, does not really have the idea of a future uh, that matches your idea of a future, you're developing a psychological dependence. The longer a woman, in particularly, stays in a relationship that is not going anywhere, the more entangled she becomes. Why? Because her hopes are invested. See, a woman is big on matters of the heart. And anything that tampers with a woman's heart has a massive impact on it. If a man says the right words and it touches a woman's heart, she she she'll find a sense of love for that man. If a man if a man begins to make moves that breaks that woman's heart, you know, it begins to it begins to sicken her soul. Because a woman by nature is built to nurture and anybody that's built to nurture is very patient and you know consequently has um sometimes levels of hope that don't serve her best. And so sometimes, you know, you, you're you're caught up in in this hope and not realizing that you're developing a psychological dependence on this, you know, farce of a relationship. The Bible says in Proverbs 13:12, "Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick." King James says, "Hope deferred Hope constantly put off makes the heart sick. You are developing a psychological dependence on this person because your hopes are invested. And the the longer you go, it's like the the more you're hoping and and the more you are, you know, hooked by your own futile hopes. The heart gets sick. It gets sick because. You know, you've you allowed this to go on and go on and you're strung out by these promises and and now here you've given more time to this than you ever thought you would. You've seen yourself age in the process of this so-called relationship and it's still not moving in the direction that you thought it was going to go in from the beginning. And now your heart is getting sicker and sicker. Why? Because you can't believe you fell for this you you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out you're saying now you know I know i'm smarter I know I'm smarter than this i know i'm I'm saved and I'm led by the spirit of God how in the world how in the world did I fall for this you 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 are you, you're also embarrassed to admit you know to your family and to your friends that what they told you from the very beginning was right that this is not the kind of man that's going to commit. And this guy is not good news for you. He's bad news, in fact. And so now you've pushed them away and you've gotten all entangled in this situation. And now years have passed by and you're still at square one. And now you, 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 you hate to admit it that your family and your friends were right when they, you know, what makes what makes the heart sick you you stoop so far beneath your standard you don't even know how you got off of your game like this you stoop so far beneath your standard to be caught up in this situation that's going nowhere you cannot i'm telling you you cannot allow relationships that clearly don't have any indication of being something ordained of God or healthy for you to just stretch out because it's it's a web that's being weaved around you. And then you become obsessed. You know, and it all when it's all said and done, you become obsessed with proving yourself right Five years you've given to this. 10 years you've given to this. So now you want to prove that this is going to work. I just can't be wrong. I just can't be wrong. Instead of cutting your losses and moving forward with your life, you dig in and you make a decision to give this thing another five years of your life. Hmm. Because of what? Unfulfilled expectations. You expected this. You really didn't communicate it necessarily. And you certainly didn't enforce it, even if you did communicate it, because you wouldn't have been hanging around here this long for somebody to toy with your emotions. So your expectations have been unfulfilled and unfulfilled expectations are the paralysis of life. Be amazed at how many people are stuck in life, stuck in situations and in places in life that they are better than. But the more they settle for the lack of fulfillment and those expectations are not met, every time you go back for another cycle of unfulfilled expectations, the soul tie gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, number six, trying to it would be reasons you need to have a time limit on this thing. Uh, number six is because you find yourself trying to force uh, a man that is not a husband into being one. You, you know, because a masculine man seems so to're talking about a husband. We're talking about a masculine man, and masculine not in the sense of heterosexual versus homosexual, no, no. There are a lot of feminine heterosexual men. A, heteros- a, a feminine man is just a man that wants to be kept and wants to be adored and doesn't, he's not big on taking responsibility, he's not big on fulfilling responsibilities. A masculine man is a man that lives for responsibility. He lives to serve. You know, that's the kind of man that makes for a husband. A masculine man wants a wife. Because a masculine man claims his territory. If he, if he doesn't make it official in a reasonable amount of time, he's either just, watch this, he's either just there for the benefits Or he's not masculine enough to desire commitment because masculine men want a wife. And when they love a woman, they want to take her off of the market officially. They don't want to live in girlfriend. They want a wife. They want a legal covenant commitment or whatever you want to call it but they want the world to know. And they're gonna go and spend the kind of money that they can afford, that they can afford, the most they can afford, maybe a little more than they can afford to make the world know this is my woman. You're not gonna have to take no masculine man that's husband material and twist his arm to make him marry you if you're wife material. So if you just hanging around in a situation you know, trying to force a little man that's not a husband, that's not really a masculine man to commit to you. He's either there for the benefits or he's not masculine enough to be a man of commitment. In either case, you, my dear, are wasting your time. First Corinthians seven, one through three says, now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. And let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife do benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband, but every man is going to have his own wife. And then I like, you know, I don't wanna get off off track here, but verse three says, Let the husband rend unto the wife do benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Y'all giving due benevolence to folk who, you know, There's no commitment. Due benevolence here is talking about sexual fulfillment and all of the other things that go into being somebody's spouse. You you need to reserve all that due benevolence until you you got a husband or wife. All right, number six, number six. Why is it that I say you have to have a time limit on how long you allow a relationship to develop. Number seven, you allow the wrong man to break you. The more time you give a man that is not ordained for your future, you're giving him chance after chance after chance after chance to what? Break you. And you know what's going on while you're being broken? He is he is ruining your soul for the ordained man. By the time you wake up, be it five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, by the time you wake up and you get out of that situation or he walks away from you. Now you have been broken so much. You are so cynical. That you you, you need so much personal work that you're not even healthy enough to receive a good man. When, when the right man shows up, because you gave so much of your time, wasted so much of your time with the wrong man, you're looking at the right man with the kind of eyes you should have looked at the wrong man with in the beginning. And the kind of the kind of uh, submission you had to the wrong man. Now you're so cynical, you you can't find it within you to be able to give that kind of submission to the right man. So now, because you've given so much of your time and life to this, you're not even healthy enough to receive the right kind of man. And see, these are things you have to think about. While y'all out here on the, you know, in the club and all this and bouncing up and down and, 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 and sexing everybody up and all this kind of thing here in the world just telling y'all that this is right. Well, in the meantime, sweetheart, you're the one that's all strung out. I don't see dudes out here strung out like that. I mean, some guys are, but it's mostly women that's out here strung out and this stuff is intentional. I call it female slave conditioning. It's where society positions you to be enslaved to an idea. Of what being a woman is and and, and an idea of what makes you valuable or not. And the whole while you're doing this and you're giving all of this time to the wrong men, they are breaking you and they're ruining you for the right man. So when the right man shows up, you've been broken so much, you may not even be attracted to him because now you don't believe it. See, your mama told you in the beginning when you started this, that this boy here is going to do damage to you, but you wouldn't believe mama, you wouldn't believe auntie, you wouldn't believe your friends, your sisters, and all of that, and now you've given all of this time to this individual, and they've broken you. You've given 20 years of your life to this individual, now you out tell time. I ain't no good men when you've given two decades of your life to one that was clearly the wrong man from the third date. And so now you're so broken, that it's difficult for you to even receive a man that would be your husband. By the time you eventually meet a good man, you've spent so much time with the wrong ones, you've lost hope. So now you're angry, now you're mad, you want a man, you're confused, you don't know. I want a man, but then you look at a man like, I hate men, And so now it's gonna take God to raise up a man that identifies what you're dealing with and has the patience to be able to deal with you, to to nurture you back to a healthy place of some kind. So I'm just saying, man, I'm not telling nobody what to do. I'm not, I'm not telling nobody, leave nobody. I'm just saying, think about some of these things we discussed. Because time is life. And life is precious. And you just out here just giving, you know, giving all of this time to a situation that is just, you know, is just not going where you, where you envision it going. It's not wise. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today for just the wisdom, uh, just the wisdom. And now, God, my prayer is that you would allow them to receive it. Let them have ears to hear what the spirit is saying to them and let no one misunderstand my intent or my tone. God, make them to understand that this is truth spoken in love. And God, I thank you for helping them to rectify some of these issues that we've discussed today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against them will prosper in God. Every stronghold, every soul tie, we break it and destroy it in the name of Jesus. I thank you for giving them strength and clarity. Strength and clarity. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, 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 Well, I've enjoyed this time with you. I've enjoyed this time with you. And I want you to do something for me. Uh, I need you to um, really, you know, like this, share this. Um, I, I want to make certain that we reach as many people as possible. So I need you to make certain that you you like this, you share this and do all of, you know, the above. Uh, to make certain that this message gets to as many people as possible. Also, don't forget to go by rcblakes.com. Sign up for our mailing list. Lisa and I would love to have you on our mailing list. Um, and also, while you're there, you can check out my online programs and um, go to amazon.com to look for all of my books. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. Just type in R.C. Blakes and you'll see all of my books popping up. And um, we just love you so much. Those of you that may need counseling, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. Those of you that may need counseling, there is a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. And it is a partnership that we have with BetterHelp that you can Use that link. It'll afford you 10 percent off of the cost of the counseling. And they in turn will uh, make a deposit into R.C. Blake's ministries for the referral. So it's a it's a win win. I'm hearing a lot of great things about how people are being helped by it. Now, um, also, just uh, know that Lisa and I love you. I know I'm forgetting something, but know that Lisa and I love you. We love you with all of our hearts and we thank you for taking the time to sow into us. We don't take that lightly. We don't take that lightly. When you when you take the time to support us financially, we don't take that lightly. And and I just I just have to take a moment to say, I appreciate you. I really, 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 really appreciate you. God has given me The greatest family in the world, from my church family to my cyber family, I have the greatest family in the world. You all are an amazing blessing to to Lisa and I, and we thank God for you. Now I got to go. I got to go. I'm not out of message, but I am out of time. And I want you to know that you're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So guess what? I will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time.
1: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas, His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. We here at R.C. Blakes Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of The Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.